Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. Because of this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with them. So Jesus asked the twelve, Do you also wish to go away? In the name of my God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Joshua says today, 
is to be very intentional and to choose each day whom we will serve. The point being that, you know, if you're a little bit of a control enthusiast like me, that true faith will often be pretty challenging. Because the point of faith is not to give us a strategy to take control. The whole point of faith is to relinquish control so that we can say yes to the adventure of life with God. Because if today's gospel tells us anything, it's that faith is not about tasting Jesus, or sampling Him, or snacking on the Lord. It's about consuming Jesus. It's about swallowing Him whole, just like that fish did to Jonah. It's about eating His flesh and drinking His blood. In other words, the whole point of the metaphor, and just so we're clear, this is a metaphor, is that faith only works when we go all in and scream a wholehearted yes to whatever expedition that God has planned for our life. And that's ultimately what today's gospel is all about. It is about endurance. It's about the choice that we all face in hard and uncertain times of whether to walk away or to go all in. Because not all of Jesus' disciples stuck with him. To quote John, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. In other words, they gave up. They threw in the towel. They walked away. Except, of course, for Peter and the twelve. Now, many of you know that of all the disciples, I love Peter the most by far. Because, well, bless his heart, he never got it right. You know, Peter rebuked Jesus for speaking about the cross. He once thought Jesus was angry at him for forgetting to buy bread the day after Jesus miraculously fed 5,000 people. Just think about that. And on the toughest night of Jesus' life, it was Peter who took a power nap in the Garden of Gethsemane, took a dagger and chopped off someone's ear, and then denied his Lord three consecutive times. And then, of course, to talk it all off, if I have not yet made my case, according to the Gospel of John, whenever his friends would go fishing and Peter came along, we are told in Scripture that Peter liked to fish naked. My friends, Peter was a strange guy. And the Bible does not portray him as a beacon of wisdom and faithfulness. Except for today. Because when everyone else is hot, when everyone else is confused, when everyone else is offended by Jesus' words that they have to eat his flesh and drink his blood, Peter, though he doesn't understand, stays. Peter endures. Peter takes his chips and he goes all in. Peter says yes to the adventure that is life with God. And so with the time we have left, here's the question I want us to consider. How do you and I cultivate that kind of faith? A faith that endures, a faith that says yes, a faith that is willing to sit with Jesus even in those moments when we don't necessarily understand Jesus. And briefly, I'll mention two things. First, we have to be honest 
We have to be honest with God, honest with ourselves, honest with each other. In other words, one game we cannot play forever if we are to endure in the line of faith is any game of impression management. Because faith is ultimately about trusting in God's grace. And grace understands that there is never a need to pretend that we are stronger, or holier, or more put together than we actually are. Because the truth is, we are Peter. We get it wrong just as often as we get it right, and we're often very confused about what God is doing in our life and in this world. But like Peter, God has also given us this wonderful capacity to stick with Jesus anyway, and to put our whole trust in his grace and love. And so what is faith but a radical honesty about how we all feel confused at times, we all feel lost, we all get mad, we all mess up from time to time, but we give our heart to Jesus anyway. And with Peter, our brother, we say, Lord, you are the Holy One. To whom else can I go? To whom else can I go? That's what I mean by a radical honesty. But second, to endure in the long run, we must look for meaning and joy in the midst of whatever difficulty and hardship we experience. And so, a brief illustration, I recently overheard Emily, my wife Emily, talking to Annie, who is our five-year-old daughter, about the movie Prince of Egypt, which, if you haven't seen, is an animated movie about the Exodus. Um, Annie's probably seen this movie a dozen times or so, but this time she asked Emily if we could fast-forward past the scene where the Egyptians abused the Israelite slaves, and it's a really hard scene to watch, even for an animated movie. Um, but Emily, I thought she responded well. She reminded Annie that God rescues the people of Israel and sets the slaves free, that the movie has a happy ending, that Annie has a sensitive heart, and her response was to say, Mom, I know that. I've seen the movie. But it also hurts me a lot just to see how mean they are. I get so sad when I see the kids and the older people being abused. And so, Mom, just this time, I want to skip this part of the movie. And I thought Emily's response was so brilliant and empathetic. She said, Annie, we can skip this part if you really want to. And I know the tendency to look away. And I really don't like this part either, she said. But I also want you to remember that it's the hard parts that give the story of the Exodus its meaning and its power. And in that moment, it occurred to me that the same is always true about our life, that it is the hard things that give our larger faith story its meaning and its power. And so as tempting and understandable as it is to pray, Hey, God, can't we just skip this part of my life? You know, maybe just fast forward a little bit to where life will make sense again. We have to remember that it is God's presence in the hard parts of our life 
that makes our faith story so meaningful and powerful, and that God has promised to be with us precisely in those challenging moments. And so to go back to Ernest Shackleton and this miraculous journey through the cold and stormy seas that they took in nothing but a lifeboat, a true fact, against every conceivable law, not one life was lost. Not one. The journey was hazardous, to say the least, but Shackleton was a faithful captain, and because of his leadership and care and competency, not one life was lost. The reason that we can endure and stick with it is because we too have a faithful captain. As Hebrews 2.10 puts it, speaking of Jesus as our great high priest, and bringing many children to glory, it was fitting that God should make the captain of their salvation perfect through what he suffered. Or to quote Jesus himself in the Gospel of John, and this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those whom God has given and so let me end my sermon this morning by saying this, a little church trivia, in case you did not know this, the inside of a church space is called a nave, which comes from the Latin navis, which is where the word navy comes from, because the Latin word means ship. And so I just want to end today by giving thanks to God that we're all in this ship together, we're all on this journey together, and to remind you that the meaning of grace is that even in those moments, and we all have, right, even in those moments where if only for a second you abandon your captain, that the captain of your soul will never abandon you. Because, friends, that is the gospel and the meaning of grace, and that is God's commitment to us. And I know that it may feel like a really hazardous journey. But in the end, we do have in our Lord a very capable captain. And he will see to it that not one man, woman, or child is lost. And that in the end, we all make it home safely. Amen. Amen.